Okay, boys. Today I'm going to be reading you the first story of the first Green Goblin book. So this is chapter one. And um, we yesterday we finished the Yellow Fairy book. And so now we're going to start a new story. Um, and today we're, I'm in Nana and Opa's house. And um, we're going to be driving in a little bit. But I'm going to read this story first. How Fifo, Tuppany, and Jinx met together. That's the title of the chapter. Once upon a time, on a hot, sunny afternoon, a little green goblin sat down on a stile and wept loudly. He was a small, round fellow dressed in green tunic and tight yellow stockings pointed green shoes and pointed green hat with a yellow feather in it. His eyes were as green as grass and his nose was like a round button. It's terrible, it's terrible, he wept. Along, across the field beside him, there came another goblin, dressed just the same. He was tall and thin and his nose was long and crooked. His eyes shone as green as seawater. When he heard the first goblin howling, he stopped in surprise. What's the matter, he asked, poking the crying, crying goblin in the back. Oh, don't, said the little fat creature, wriggling. I'm ticklish, and you'll make me laugh. Well, laugh then, said the tall goblin, poking him. I don't want to, said the other. I want to cry. <coughs> Why? asked the tall goblin. Well, said the little one, I've been turned out of my cave in the green hills where I live with my friends. They said I was lazy and wouldn't do my share of the work. The mean things. Didn't you work? asked the tall goblin. Yes, very hard, said the other. But not like they did. They dug all day in the dark, cold caves, looking for gold and for precious stones. I liked the sunshine, so I used to go and dig in a little garden I had to make flowers grow and to listen to the birds sing. I, I didn't want to be rich, but I didn't want to be turned out of my nice little cave with its flowery garden outside. Cheer up, said the tall goblin, and wagged his uh, pointed ears to and fro, which made the little goblin begin to laugh. Let's seek our fortunes together. What is your name? Mine is Fifo. Mine's Tuppany, said the little fat one, drying his eyes. Will you really be my friend and let me come with you? Where are you going? I don't know, said Fifo, scratching his long nose. I left my hills of the goblins because they had to laugh at my long nose and pointed ears. I thought I would go out in the world and make my fortune somehow. Can you do anything clever, Tuppany? I can sing. Listen, said Tuppany proudly, 
and he opened his mouth and blew out his chest and began to sing a loud song at the top of his voice. Very nice, said Fifo hastily. That'll do. My ears aren't very strong today. Can you do anything clever? asked Tuppany. When you, uh, when he had got his breath. Not very clever, said Fifo modestly. I can just make noises. Noises? What noises? asked Tuppany in surprise. Oh, any noise, said Fifo. You know, um, a railway train, or a cackling goose, or the wind in a chimney at night. Jumping beetles, said cried Tuppany in amazement. Let's hear you. Make the noise like a railway train whistling in a tunnel. Fee whistled Fifo at once. Tuppany was so startled that he looked around to see if a railway train was anywhere near. Fifo was pleased. Now I'll make the noise of a lion and a bear fighting together, he said. He shut his eyes and opened his mouth and worked his throat about like a bird and made a truly terrible noise. And Tuppany fell on the stile in alarm and hid underneath the nearest bush, trembling. When Fifo opened his eyes, Tuppany was nowhere to be seen, and he was most surprised. Where are you? he called. Don't go away. Tuppany crawled from under the bush and dusted his tunic. tunic. What were you doing there? asked Fifo in astonishment. Just looking for mushrooms, said Tuppany. Don't make any more noises just now, Fifo. Um, let's just walk together and talk about how we can make our fortune. They left the stile and walked over the field. They hadn't gone far before they saw a very strange creature coming towards them. They couldn't make it out at all. <clears throat> it had a large hat on with a feather in it, but there didn't seem to be any face. The two goblins stopped in alarm. What is it? said Tuppany. I don't like it. Nor do I, said Fifo. It's... Is it walking backwards, do you think? No, it can't be, because its boots are pointed this way. Oh, what a strange creature. The creature came toward them, doing a little dance as it came. The hat wobbled on its head, and the goblins could not see the face, however hard they looked. When the creature was quite, quite near, it suddenly sprang upside down and landed on its head, and laughed loudly to the astonishment of astonished faces of Fifo and Tuppany. "'What's the matter?' asked the newcomer, grinning. "'Haven't you ever seen anyone walking on their hands before?' "'Oh, was that it?' said Fifo. "'But why didn't you put your hat—why did you put your hat on your feet? "'It made you look horrid without any face, you know.' "'Well, if I put my hat on my head when I'm upside down, it falls off, silly.' grinned the goblin. Who are you? I'm Jinx. This is Fifo, and I'm Tuppany, said Tuppany, who looked, who liked the look of the smiling goblin they had met. He was truly strange-looking fellow, for his limbs seemed to be made of India rubber, and they were all long, were so long and supple. He had a, 
a cheerful, smiling face and a very pointed chin, and his eyes, like theirs, were bright, shining green. Jinx took off, took his boots off his hands and put them on his feet. Then he solemnly shook their hands with Fifo and Tuppany and said that he was pleased to meet them. I'm a peddler, he said, showing them a small basket on his bas back, which opened unexpectedly into a quite large tray. On it were the most extraordinary things, a tin kettle, a white mouse that seemed quite at home on the tray, a roll of green ribbon, a yellow shoe, a half a loaf of bread, a red toothbrush, and many other things. Do you want to buy anything? No, thank you, said Fifo at once. We haven't got any money. We are seeking our fortunes. It's no good seeking fortunes, said Jinx, shutting up his tray with a snap into a ba small basket again. There's none to be found. I know that, because haven't I been looking to seek a f small fortune all over the country for years, and haven't ever found the tail end of one? Never. Well, there are fortunes to be f there. Well, where are there fortunes to be found, then? asked Tuppany in dismay. I'll tell you, said Jinx, dancing along beside them. I've an idea, and it's a grand idea, too. There's never been such an idea before. Tell us about it, begged Tuppany and Fifo, beginning to feel excited and dancing along, too. Well, listen to this, said Jinx, and stopped uh, stopped and banging his fist on his hand. If you want bread, you go to a baker's, don't you? And if you want meat, you go to a butcher's. But suppose you want the tail feather of a cockyoy bird to wear in your hat. Where do you get that? Or a handkerchief that will tie itself into knots whenever you want to remember something. And where would you go for for that? Ah, that's where I come in. Tuffany and Fifo were excited but puzzled. How did Jinx come in? Go on, they cried. Fifo's ears wiggled with excitement. Well, I'm going to buy a little shop and supply anything marvelous, strange, or impossible that people want, whether they are fairies or goblins or elves cried Jinx, turning a complete somersault. What do you think of that idea? What about that for making my fortune? Why, suppose they wanted a taggle-taggle making a twisty thing. She'd, they'd give a whole bag of gold for it, wouldn't they? Then think of how rich we'd be. But, but... Do you think you can get all those strange things that people want? asked Fifo doubtfully. Ah, you don't know me, said Jinx. I'm a clever chap, I am. All I want is a couple of friends to help me. What about you two? Yes, we will, said Fifo and Tuppany at once, feeling pleased to think that a clever fellow like like Jinx should ask them, so off they all went together, talking nineteen to a dozen. Jinx sometimes walked on his hands and sometimes on his feet, and once or twice he joined his arms and legs together and rolled down the hill like a ball. You never knew what he was going to do next.
He was very pleased when he found that Fifo could make such an extraordinary noise. He made him croak like a frog and cluck in th like three hens and snore like a hedgehog and rattle like twenty dustpin lids. It was a marvelous thing to hear Fifo. Then Tuppany wanted to sing, but Jinx said he didn't like singing, and every time the to poor Tuppany started, he tickled him so that he laughed too much to go on. That night they slept under a hedge and cooked for breakfast some e some eggs and bacon that Jinx had with him. Then they, they then walked all over the fields and at last came to a pretty little village called Hey-Ho. And it was where, there that Jinx saw the very cottage he wanted for this fine new shop. You should have seen it. It was a dear little place with a thatched roof and a curly chimney and a garden full of hollyhocks and sweet williams and pansies and daisies and lavenders and, and stocks. It smelt sweet. It looked sweet. It was sweet. This shall be our cottage, said Jinx, standing by the gate. We'll move in at once. On the gate was the name Hollyhock Cottage, and there was a big oblong window made of some small diamond-shaped panes along the front of the cottage, and Jinx said that they could put their goods there for everyone to see. Well, they moved in, and they bought three tiny beds, three small chairs, and a little round table. Jinx put, took the kettle from his basket and a saucepan and a teapot. It really was a marvelous basket he had. It seemed to be full of different things each time, though a little white mouse was always there. The three goblins were soon very busy. They painted the cottage white all over, and they made a signboard and put it on it. The Green Goblins. They put some strange things in the window out of Jinx's basket and then Fifo painted a big notice and put it in the window too and this is what I put we supply anything in the world for fairies owls or gnomes Jinx said this that supply should have been only one P and Tuppany said it should have two so Fifo put one P for Jinx and two for Tuppany, to stop them from quarreling. Nobody knew that gnomes was spelt wrong. It looked quite all right to them. Then they waited for customers, and they peeped behind the curtains in excitement and watched all the people come and read the notice in the window. Three fairies came, then a pixie ran up with a tiny wings on her feet. Then an old lady hobbled up, and and uh, two gnomes with long beards reaching to the ground. They all read the notice and nodded their heads at one another, chattering about the new shop, and then went on. Nobody came in at all. It was most disappointing. I don't think much of your idea is making, uh, is making us fortunes, Jinx, said Tuppany gloomily, as he put the kettle on for a cup of cocoa for supper. Fifo made a sound like a hippopotamus with a toothache and made Tuppany jump so much that he dropped the kettle onto Jinx's toe. Jinx at once made a noise like Jinx 
being very angry, and rushed at Tuppenny, who dodged behind the sofa in the corner. Ooh, ah, ooh, yelled Tuppenny, as Jinx pulled him out by the legs. And then, and then, just as there was a perfectly terrible noise going on, a big, deep voice came down the chimney and startled the three goblins out of their wits. "'Hoo!' yelled the voice. "'Hoo-hoo! I'm coming down the chimney. I'm Windy Wizard, and I'm coming up. I'm sitting up on the roof. I want to come and buy something.' "'Don't come down the chimney,' called Jinx in fright. "'There's a fire in the grate, and you'll burn your toes. Come in the door!' Okay, boys, that's the end of that chapter. The next chapter is The Golden Bucket. Hope you guys have a really good sleep. Can't wait to see you soon. Only a few more sleeps. Good night. I love you. <laughs>